0: Welcome to the Shutdown Fullcast. This is see all-business episode. I know that America's favorite college football podcast has taken, uh, I think, a playful turn in terms of doing previews. I mean, y'all weren't going to listen to a Pac-12 South preview anyway. So sure, we did the whole thing as, you know, Arizona State's favorite NPR-based Sun Devils homers broadcast. This is a little different. We're just gonna be answering your questions tonight. Going over some business, catching you up. Throwing throwing a little red meat into the tiger cage, if you will. Uh joining me as always, because you know, we've been doing introductions under fictional circumstances <laughs> with with aliases. Uh we have uh here here in Atlanta, uh sitting to my right, we have guest uh, Holly Anderson. Say hi. Guest. I you tell you tell me <laughs> what to call you porch cat porch cat there we go podcast porch cat holly anderson uh joining us from brooklyn new york the capital of college football Uh, hey ryan nanny it's coming home
1: college football is coming home
0: it's coming home and then (laughs) it's getting in a furious fight with goalie we talked about this and then he's nicking off to corsica tax shelter for the stars
1: I honestly didn't think it would lead immediately to that accent, and that's on me. That's my fault. That's going to yeah, be a recurring you, theme in, on that ep- in this episode. It's you, my fault.
2: You're the one who kicked the lid off
0: that viper. Pit. <laughs> I didn't do the Gervais. That's the one extremely bad accent. We're not because... giving
1: you credit for not doing bad things. We're done with that.
0: No, also,
3: <laughs> if we started doing that, we would just be here all day.
0: That's true. I'm really so tempted to do it right now. So don't, going... don't you? No. Don't
1: you? Goddamn! Do that accent.
2: Listen, people just put up with um, Jeff Goldblum for like forty-five minutes.
0: Spencer's
3: Gervais accent is so bad that that Ryan can credibly tell him not to do an accent after last week.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Still, and in beautiful Kennesaw, Georgia, speaking accents, uh, we got Jason Kirk. Hi, Jason. Hey, everyone. Be sure to follow Shutdown Focus on
2: Twitter. Let's get that to five digits. Um, Go to the Reddit thing. Get that to four digits um subscribe yeah, well, what's, rate, hey, review, what's the, all that yeah. stuff sure, shut down sure. Full, just type shut down fullcast it'll come up we don't have we don't have imposters no one no one would no one would deign to sully their own um presences with our name so there's only one we're not verified there's no need to um and also we are still planning on doing a live show in Atlanta around Labor Day um Friday Friday right? Friday August 31st we have locked in. We have a
1: venue, but I don't think we're allowed to tell you what it is yet, but it is wholly inappropriate for this podcast. Um, we probably will have information soon. This is one thing that's not actually our fault. Other, it's in other people's hands at this point. We've done our best. And I do want you to know that in the planning calls for this, Jason and Spencer had two important and yet somehow clashing questions. Number one, will there be parking? because people, you know, Atlanta's a driving city. Is that fair to say?
0: Yes, Extremely. yes.
1: Number two, will there be drinks? So congratulations, whoever gets a DUI after this podcast. Look at your life. Look at your choices.
2: And if you are a, say, Atlantan, Metro Atlanta, Auburn fan, or a Washington fan, or anyone else who would be in the area at the time, and you want to go ahead and be the first, First to know about tickets. Ryan, what's the email? I think it's just shut down fullcast at espionation.com.
1: Or it's either at, at SBNation or at Vox Media. Oh try either one. All right, try one a, try them them both. We'll, we'll... I could look it up, but
0: <laughs> you might make I'm so sleepy. I you like make...
1: it.
2: I really like it when like Ryan is on brand. Like when, when Ryan goes full full cast, things are off to an mm. awesome start. Listen, Listen. ever since we did my... the...
3: Ever since we did the show with Steven and we spent the whole time talking about mattresses without having a mattress sponsor, I keep spotting ins for ad reads. And I feel like we really skipped an opportunity there to, to ease into something like while we're covering at home under house arrest from your po- post podcast DUI, try blue
1: apron. God, blue apron does sound good. Right- no, I'm just tired. My kid has decided she gets up at five thirty every morning now. Um, believe it or not being a terrible Jeff Goldblum on a podcast for an entire episode is exhausting mm. because you have to stay in this terrible good. character this prison of your own making good um, half half of our audience is very happy with what we've been doing <laughs> the other half thinks that we're actively trying to ruin the podcast which for once we're not I've been going I've just a lot of shit's been happening I'm, and I'm just I've had a lot of red wine tonight as well okay yeah. Oh. I coping like Spencer would. I have a
3: question, and it's not rhetorical. I am genuinely curious. What would trying to ruin this podcast even look like?
1: Um, honest, you want the honest answer to that? Yeah, just like straight football analysis, just like talking about football the way normal people would talk about football.
3: Okay, so there is no chance of that happening. Okay, no,
1: no, 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 no. Cool, no, cool.
0: Yeah, we could just we could just do that, right? We could go, hey, so um. 2025, Texas is going to play Maryland. It's pretty big.
1: Like, like, do you think people would have been actively happier if we had done a Pac-12 South Pod uh, episode that was just like, okay, let's talk about the rosters and Utah's got this many returning starters and interesting to see what Chip Kelly like. Wait, I don't know that that would about have been. The better.
3: Arizona State episode.
1: Yeah, I think I think all of these podcasts have uh, all of these episodes, and we'll get into how we got to this point in this podcast trajectory in the first place. But I think all of these episodes have anchored at least some people who either think like, Why aren't you actually previewing the season? Or why did you do an NPR podcast with no jokes? Or is that what you think Jeff Goldblum said? Why aren't like?
3: you listening to a real football podcast? There's no shortage of them on the internet. Go away. Mm-hmm. No, um, to be to
0: be fair, by the way, I I was there for the Arizona State podcast. It did the entire thing. It angered and disturbed me too. And I was I was part oh, of the I reason I was listened angry. to the
3: whole thing because your voice is so upsetting.
0: Yeah, no, I was upset by it. it yeah, two it, minutes it, into it, it, it mostly just confused me
2: because it was the first NPR I'd ever listened to in my life.
1: <laughs> I'm surprised. I am a little surprised that you've never listened to Car Talk.
3: Car Talk. Okay,
2: we're back
3: to
1: Exactly.
2: Um, the only Car Talk I listen to is like Slim Pug albums.
1: Uh, I thought you were gonna make a
2: nasty. No, if
1: there. we put that
3: on a tote bag, I would buy the shit out of that in a pledge drive.
0: Receive a free slim thug, Jason Kirk tote.
1: Um I do wanna point we'll just, out I do actually yeah, wanna sorry. point
0: out like one straight bit of news. Uh who knew uh John Schnatter would just casually drop a racial slur in a meeting about racial sensitivity. <laughs>
1: no big papa <laughs> no big papa do you think he was trying to be helpful do you think yeah. like no, no, they he were was. having
2: yeah he do you was think they uh, were having this... he, he was he was trying to make a point um and like hey boy did he <laughs> yeah i mean the thing is like <clears throat> when you are in the news for um like disapproving of things that you know black people are doing in you know, in opposition of unfair treatment of black people, you have already sort of raised the standard for things you are and aren't allowed to say. You know what I mean? And then you go and just careen wildly past it. Yeah, people are gonna, people are gonna notice that. It's really weird that
1: Bobby Petrino is the major Louisville figure who has embarrassed himself the
0: least recently.
1: That's uh, that's objectively odd.
0: What's, what's, like, you know, what's so privileged about being rich? Okay, Papa. Let Elon Musk Musk
1: tell you how hard it is to be labeled a billionaire. Isn't billionaire just a slur?
0: (laughs) You spend, you spend a lot of your time during the season driving your car into a stadium with your name on it, do burnouts at halftime. Even though no one asked you to do that. And then you throw pizza at people in the stands. Like Do you
2: when, think everybody gets to do that? <laughs> like like when the corporate Twitter account has to tweet like, we actually don't like Nazis. Screw those guys. <laughs> <laughs> Public visibility is on you. You have to be on your best behavior. <laughs> you, you you can leave no doubt about, uh, uh, you know, y- there is no, I was trying to make a point. No, you have to actually make a point. It has to be crystal clear.
3: I actually wish that their website was still sponsoring football games. We could like prop up the Duke-Virginia rivalry with a little of <laughs> shit
4: right, trophy yeah. every year.
3: Yeah,
2: it, it, if, 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 I think this year that is like the game like every town it's got like you know if the Hawks score 13 points in the first half you get a dollar off Papa John's and it's like okay well oh not, no, to. oh like no. Duke, Virginia, two touchdowns is 14
1: Papa John's unveils the new pepperoni with on the top and the bottom because they are fine people on both sides as it turns <laughs> out
3: Fourteen points will get you four no, nope, 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 nope
1: no, no, no Jesus please don't accidentally make this a white supremacy spot. Look, as
3: as are as with all other arbiters of white supremacy, we are terrible examples of white people except Jason. Uh,
0: the uh <laughs> the my favorite part of this is that that this uh him letting him letting an bomb fly, alright, just saying it. Alright uh first of all he said that colonel sanders said it and he didn't get anything and i like that in his mind papa john is on some sort of par some sort of parnassus right some sort of mount Rushmore of the spirit where every morning he wakes up and the ghosts of like colonel sanders and ronald mcdonald and uh grimace it's
1: grimace (laughs) grimace
4: (laughs)
0: Like is that the only thing that could fulfill John Schneider? Is if he's like, one day I'll be as recognizable. Yeah, as Yeah, there's
1: there's Burger King, and at his left hand sits Ger- Colonel Sanders, and at his right hand sits Grimace. I like the that he's the and Holy all Ghost.
3: All these people constantly let loose just a stream of racial epithets, which is why their mouths are sealed up with plastic in ads.
2: Yeah, you wouldn't believe the shit Arby says. Arby. <laughs>
1: Grimace talks about Adam and Steve a lot. It's kind of (laughs) fucked up, considering he's
0: nude all the time. But that—that's because
3: Grimace is a sovereign citizen.
0: (laughs) That, and by the way, like in terms of iconography, Papa John's like like light years behind all of these people, right? Like, if you go to China, uh, everybody in China knows Colonel Sanders, or at least knows that face. Hey, Holly, I went to China once. Did you know that? God damn it. So. Everybody knows that if you went to Papa John they would just be like who is that rubber faced ghoul? Right? That's they wouldn't have no idea who this dude was. So first those two things are yeah, funny to me. They'd be point.
1: like why is Tony Danza's cousin here? That's cuz yeah.
0: that's cuz the great
2: firewall, you know, like China they cut off like a third of the internet. because like Papa John's views are being
0: suppressed by the government. <laughs> <laughs> His garlic butter's too subversive. It flows freely like capitalism.
2: The deep, also like deep capitalism has
3: a certain viscosity that it, belies an unhealthy state no.
0: it does explain his hair a, it does explain his hair Ugh.
1: introducing papa john's new tiananmen square sicilian style Brian. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> flattened and pressed in the oven <laughs> um so in this meeting by the way which was called as a pr move all right with wait, a, wait. So
3: I haven't actually. I'm not faking for the purposes of the podcast. I haven't actually read the story. Okay. Papa John let an M bomb out in a meeting that was supposed to be a PR stunt to
1: talk about how they weren't racist.
0: Not a well, stunt. Well, it wasn't.
1: It wasn't a. It wasn't a PR stunt. But it was a meeting with a PR. Well, it's stunt It was definitely the, not a PR stunt. Now the execu-
0: <laughs> the It was a meeting between. I mean, it's kind of a, it's, it's. It's a listen, really elaborate stunt.
1: Listen, just because you crashed the motorbike doesn't mean it wasn't a stunt. All right. right.
0: Um, now, it was it was a meeting arranged between uh, a Casey Wasserman-led <laughs> agency called Laundry Service, which is a marketing agency called Laundry Service. So you already know where we're at. The call, per com was arranged by Papa John's executives. <laughs> Let's just pause here for a moment, okay? harumph harumph when your own
3: casey Wasserman's from <laughs> zondy was fired at ceo and laid off 40 to 60 people two days ago
0: by the way so obviously what? great people
3: Just big week for them
0: yeah um it was designed as a role-playing exercise for schnatter in an oh effort god. to prevent oh god future public relations <laughs> How'd that
1: go? So- did he wear a ball gag
0: so during the meeting where No, that would have been that actually would have been better. Never mind. During the meeting where Louisville's biggest booster was going to be trained to quit, embarrassing <laughs> him, the university and the massive pizza conglomerate that he created, founded and built into an empire, uh, it got worse. In order Just to add avoid
3: to a long list of things Casey Wasserman's great at.
0: That's amazing. Uh Yeah, so, and asking how he would distance himself, he did say, well, Colonel Sanders called blacks, yes, the N-word, he said that. And then said, but Colonel Sanders never faced public backlash. Yeah, it was the 1960s. Also, he's dead. he's dead. Yeah. Also, this is the other other thing. Uh, He apparently intended for the remarks to convey his antipathy to racism, comma, but multiple individuals on the call found them to be offensive. After learning about the incident, Laundry Service owner Casey Wasserman moved to terminate the company's contract
2: with Papa John's. Okay,
0: we're we're out. No. Bye. Bye. And then
3: laid off a bunch of people.
0: So two things here. One, the PR agency immediately bailed after one meeting. Two, the meeting happened in the first place because his own executives asked him, begged him, pleaded him, to go through with it, meaning how bad is it? Like how how bad is it? Oh, also his his name's that's that's the dude's name on the stadium. Like still Papa John's. Louisville's football stadium
2: where they'll play games this season has it says Papa John's right on them. And there's like eighteen Papa John's kiosks in it. Like it's it's almost it's almost a parody how many Papa John's there there are in Papa John's Cardinal Stadium.
1: In my mind he was just rapping along to the full un unadulterated lyrics of every DMX song. And just be like, It'd be appropriate if I did and then just did the entirety of like an album.
0: Yeah. He just loves that song. Talking about grandma (laughs) actually he did that one really well. It was moving.
1: Alright, let's do these questions that we promised people we would take, and in typical full cast fashion, um, have taken, I don't know, 15 minutes to get to? Does that seem right? Yeah, daddy. We love, we love you. We're bad at this all the time. This show is um, a Cadillac, and
0: it moves slow and big.
3: I'm just hoping we've shaken some people off by now, and they've just given up.
1: They're, listen... We're like they're like minox alright. Not Kentucky fans.
2: Kentucky fans are locked in with us right now. What's up, big blue nation? We're talking shit about Louisville, but we'll get to you soon. Hashtag okay, I'm gonna, Can
1: I can I start? Can I start it off? No, please. All right. <clears throat> this is from Big Red Robot Ninja on Reddit. Uh the two questions from Mr. Robot Ninja whose idea was the NPR episode and a related question. Why did you do that to us? I do think we should at least (laughs) explain a little bit about why we are doing the previews the way we are doing them. Um, I will take the primary blame. If you hate the episodes, because I was the one who came to Spencer and Jason and said, Hey, what if we did these all from the perspective of a super Homer podcast within the division that we're talking about is this a good idea? Probably yes. not. Are we doing yes. a good job with it? I don't yes. know. Um, but the I think the truest answer to this question is: if we were to do actual preview content, we would either be making shit up, probably in the case of me, uh, or parroting Bill Connolly, and maybe yeah. a cup maybe Athlon, maybe depending on if Bill's no. published an article yet or not. Well, he hasn't gotten everybody yet, so sometimes you have if to go to other if, places.
2: If Bill hasn't put it up, we're guessing. Be, right? I mean, come on, be honest. Do, do you do you read magazines? Do you read preview magazines? Some people do. I right. don't. Not, know, not us, right?
1: It's also it's also an extremely uninteresting. This is not that interesting of an off season right now. It was all the coach hirings happened. We God knows we've made fun of them enough, but what is there to talk about at this point? George's Lincoln Riley
2: disrespected the SEC. Lincoln, and then
1: Lincoln. and then Georgia's quarterback hurt his hurt his non throwing hand in a boat accident. So well, Lincoln Lincoln pretty good. So Lincoln Riley's go. a I witch. Have, have a Lincoln R- Lincoln Riley's actually. a witch with witch powers. Fuck, we should have done regular previews. I'm realizing that now.
2: If Georgia <laughs> was in the Big Twelve, Georgia's quarterback wouldn't have done that because they don't have any lakes. Just, just big grand prairies with no water at all
1: because the water can't play defense in big 12 it would never hurt
2: you the water lost contain and just trickled into the gulf of mexico
3: we can in fact now confirm that he can't hit water if he falls out of a boat at last tua would have floated T-
1: tua shit, wait, shit, wait
3: no that makes him a witch hang on
1: tua would have walked on that water there that's <laughs> else, just, which one's witches and which one's baptism? I just, I just, and which is Jesus? They're up all, to, they're, they're adjacent. someone, so, at, at, now,
2: someone at now, fan, someone at fan day. Jesus is a witch.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and so, and someone at fan day. I was someone at Alabama fan day. Right at a Day day, will walk up to Tua at one point and go, you know, my daughter loves Moana. That's that's the that's <laughs> gonna happen. Like a very sincere mom is gonna walk up and be like my daughter loves moana i just want to right. know
1: um so yeah we're going to whether you like it or not we're going to keep doing this for the rest of the previews and then we'll be back to regular standard full cast bullshittery that we don't plan that much i think that's right am i right in that yeah yeah
0: yeah, yeah. And I so
1: mean- I-, I don't know it just it just it felt boring to just do the same old thing, so we just decided to do something new. And, yes, we are the only college football podcast in existence, but if you don't like it, go find another one, I guess. I think. Go, there, go
2: start your own. Go start your own. Yeah. There you go. Right? And we I mean, won't the, listen to the, that the... one either.
1: <laughs> call it. Call it. Podcast has played a respectable schedule.
0: <laughs> podcast played somebody.
2: Podcast paid its dues. Podcast... Podcast ain't not played nobody.
0: Podcast has a good
1: strength of schedule. That's what you call it. All right, so the, that's my question. Uh, Spencer, or Jason, you take the next one.
2: Um, let's, uh, go ahead. You, you have one, Spencer?
0: No, no, fire fire away. Okay.
2: Uh, let's start off with Bry Mack from Twitter. Uh, first question, where in college football does Scott Pruitt end up after all this? So, Scott Pruitt, in case you don't know is the former head of the EPA who made it his Jer- mission Jeremy, to... Pruitt's
1: Jeremy, Jeremy Pruitt's dad Jeremy Pruitt's dad let me establish that as canon right now
2: Jeremy Pruitt's dad who both of them totally unfamiliar with vegetation <laughs> <laughs> neither of them has any clue about vegetation and want to see it stricken from the earth and or dinner table so that broccolini
1: Bro- what the hell's broccolini
2: trees what the fuck are those uh, I know, also, I know, also Brock. Both I know, Brock Millions Lesner. and
0: millions of dollars. Yeah, for being uh
3: both of them treat their uh, administrative staffers like shit. This this, this is
2: true. <laughs> okay, it's funny so uh, it's actually true. Yeah, I had a whole other uh, answer, but um, uh, where does Scott Pruitt Tennessee? There we go. That was easy. God, All right, have question we not number two. A, no,
0: by please. the way, I was I was also <laughs> I was also just going to line up Scott Pruitt. By the way, with the uh, the dude who finally gets Mike Gundy out of Oklahoma state when Scott Pruitt gets like the AD gig there, right? Like he shoots for president and they get him the AD gig and Scott Pruitt completely ruins it. And gets yeah, he'd be like,
1: I think my, I think my 17 year old nephew should be the college football coach. I think he'd be good for the job. Be like, yeah, Scott fucking said, said Randall's gotta be the coach now. I don't know why.
0: You should start me at quarterback That's,
2: <laughs> That's, but he's 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 got like a fucking golf cart with a roll cage that costs like <laughs> eighty million dollars. He's wearing the fucking tactical khakis. and God, I love that. he's my he's definitely my second favorite Trump stooge behind only um meets passer Rick Perry himself.
3: He's been so quiet that I'm <laughs> I, I, love right I love it i love it
2: rick perry and motherfucking vince mcmahon's wife rick perry the- is comporting <laughs> himself with a measure of dignity <laughs> yeah. and, and they're the good ones i'm pretty sure
1: rick perry just can't figure out how to turn on the computer in his office so he's showing up every day and sitting down being like okay just look confident and you'll be fine and it's time to go home good
0: job rick no way man rick's been in a starbucks this whole time he's <laughs> <laughs>
1: um,
0: i'll just
3: is he buying something
0: yeah, yeah, he's he's definitely buying something.
3: Wait, hang on. On June twenty sixth, Rick Perry said he was confident the Saudis can produce more oil. All right, it, he's still our boy. He's still Love our him. special boy. Love
1: him. Does he think it comes from? Does he think you like milk a Saudi and that's where oil comes from? Don't oh. answer that, Rick. Oh, don't answer that. No oh, thank don't,
0: you. Don't don't. All you right, you got a D. In, you got a D in meats, man. There's no telling what your misunderstandings of biology are. <laughs> Never forget that Rick Perry got a D in meats at Texas A&M. Gig you put Rick Perry
2: I mean... and Jeremy Pruitt together and you understand no <laughs> foods at all. You might get water. You hope you get some yeah, water.
3: Is... Okay. You put Rick Perry, Jeremy Pruitt, and a Ruth's Chris. Who comes out?
2: <laughs> None of them. They,
1: they eat the napkins.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> the, the, the potato, those potatoes are getting eaten.
0: That's it. I mean Scott Pruitt is Bro and the scammer. Like he's he's taking all the silverware. He's taking everything. Oh, Jeremy Pruitt. <laughs> oh, okay, Jeremy. Rick Perry, no, Rick Scott,
3: Perry, Scott's Jeremy Pruitt, along. and Scott, Scott,
2: Scott Pruitt yeah. yeah. okay. into the
3: Scott Pruitt is is at his regular booth in the corner.
1: Scott Pruitt lit the table on fire and then was like, Oh, this this demands that you cop my meal. I'm entitled to this.
2: Lit 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 the table on fire just to make the smoke. Yeah. Just to <laughs> just, I, I deregulated oh, no, this table.
3: Man, I got. Hang on, I got a better idea. Rick, I need you to Rick change Perry.
1: the name to Scotts Scotts Chris now. Rick
3: Please Perry, change it to Scotts Chris. Rick Perry, Scott Pruitt, and Jeremy Pruitt at like a Japanese steakhouse where they do like the oh my sandwiches. at
1: like a hibachi restaurant.
2: <laughs> yeah. I I okay. So Rick Perry just wide eyed, totally dazzled. I mean, he's an Aggie. He likes seeing stuff blow up. Sure, sure.
1: Uh, S- Scott Pruitt sees the onion volcano and's like, "We could drill there. I just said it. Right. We're allowed
2: to." Why isn't there smoke? More smoke. Need more smoke.
0: Smoke's good. Get it in your lungs. <laughs> Pipe it in. <laughs> yeah.
2: J- Jeremy Pruitt, of course, is just criticizing everyone who is not participating in like the catch the egg in your mouth gimmick.
1: And he's not calling Rick or uh, Scott by their first
0: names. Right. We've got a
1: lot of ta- got two. a lot of t- we we got a lot of talented eaters at this table. A lot of big boys.
0: <laughs> I do. Uh, I would actually. I would actually like to see Scott Pruitt actually of all things end up at Ohio State because he'd dot the he dot the eye in the first two weeks, right? And they'd be like, we were gonna have Jack Nicholas do it, but uh Scott Pruitt's out there and then he steals the tuba. Oh <laughs> where'd the tuba go? You can get good money for those.
3: Oh my God, he's like flossy Carl Weathers from Arrested
0: Development. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> He's got a stew going at all times. <laughs> Silver right, Scott. Got a stew what's going. what's, uh, question, what's question, question two? from
2: question two? If freak wakeboarding incident is the most Georgia way to lose a quarterback, what is the most Big Ten way to lose a quarterback? Let's just twist these words around, all right? Let's call it, say, your Michigan, Minnesota, Illinois, Maryland, what have you. The most Big Ten way to lose a quarterback is a freak board waking incident. What is that? That's when you wake up early on the farm. You wake up so early that the boards in the barn itself are asleep. Hey, Merrill, Merrill. Time to go wake the boards. Boards need waking. Wake up, you boards.
0: I was just going with straight farm accident. Right? I was
3: going with queso drowning incident.
0: Queso drowning? Like Jeez. Rotel dip drowning, not like, not like
3: queso dip.
0: Or most...
1: Yeah, I would also consider uh, if you're a Wisconsin quarterback, frostbite from getting locked in a beer freezer.
3: Or choking to death. On what
2: grit?
0: Determination. Oh, <laughs> Because they tried. Of, to...
2: That's kind of uh, one of them uh, Ouroboroses. You know what I mean? When them, them snake eating its tail. Like, how do you, how does your own determination defeat you? Oh, the Ourobor-
0: Can I disclose
3: you... a real medical condition I have here that I think is very Big Ten? Mm. It's fine. Uh, I had a condition in which my white blood cells are, medically speaking, real fighty. And like they attack right. things in my blood that aren't infections. That, but for every cell in a Big Ten quarterback's body.
2: So you're like your body is just too pure, too... I
3: medically have fighty blood.
2: You have too much integrity.
3: Yes. People say that about me.
2: That is Michigan's problem. That's why Michigan hasn't made the playoff. Holly, your body is always competing. Thank always that
3: about me. <laughs> Suck it, Harbaugh. I would
0: I would also I would also go with um, I would also go with sprained shoulders sleeping wrong in the library. That's mm. the ultimate Big Ten. I was studying too much and too hard, or
1: or, or in the community, yes, or in the community,
0: yeah, in the yeah. community, or the yeah. weight room.
4: Big Ten football.
1: Rabdo, Rabdo is actually the most Big Ten way for a quarterback to get hurt.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um. I'm gonna go. My my first question would be this. Uh, we're gonna go from from at Steve Gherkin on Twitter. Which coach is most likely to smoke some dank nanny with a recruit to land their commit? Now, before we answer the hypothetical, what is more entertaining here is this. Percentages. What is the overall percentages of coaches who, uh, who get down? What is the overall percentage of coaches that you figure have actually tried weed? Now, balance this if you are a weed smoker between your understanding that everyone on the planet smokes weed right if you ask somebody who is a heavy weed smoker you're like yeah man um you know you think chuck woolery blazes you think he gets high would be like yeah chuck woolery totally gets high you'd be like do you think like uh do you think like dick cheney gets high and they're like yeah man dick cheney he, he burns
3: and you gotta yeah. remember that stoners contain multitudes right there right there are like the there are the old, there are the old head hip, the aged up hippies, yeah, right, and there are the high tech tech bro vapors. But they, they all, and they're the ones who just want to sleep.
0: Yeah, and they all assume though, and
3: they're the ones obviously using it for pain management, the former
0: players. Yeah, but they all, but assume like stoners typically assume everybody smokes weed, and then people who've never smoked it are like, I've never met anyone who smoked marijuana. You're like, yeah, okay.
3: But with a recruit, look fickle. Just <laughs>
1: going straight to
3: it. Just oh yeah, bang, hundred percent.
1: But Luke Fickle does it in a way where only fifteen minutes in, does he realize it's a recruit? He's just like, wait, what? You play what? He oh man, I coach, coach that. Condition. That's crazy.
3: He's got a medical condition where he cannot play uh, Call of Duty, Madden, NCAA, anything uh, without having a certain like blood level of THC. Yeah. He's got a card mm-hmm. for it. Mm-hmm. I have
0: a I have an answer. Mark Richt. Oh shit. Wow. Christian Stoner. No, also no. would sc- No, no, no. I no, that would That's be That's a my-
3: bridge too far even in Miami. No, I just
0: want you to imagine at, look this.
2: Look at that skin tone.
0: Look at that That's demeanor.
3: That's him dipping himself in paraffin and going
2: over uh, Oh, no, look at that glowing Miami glisten. How could it be wrong? It's from the earth. Oh, That's oh. The-
1: <laughs> Did not the Lord burn a bush long Kathy ago? I do
3: not approve of that shit. <laughs> I
0: don't actually think this. I just like imagine him coming up with like he already has kind of like his eyes are already kind of squinty and he's real laid back. So I just like to imagine that like it wouldn't change him at all.
1: Now, you know who it doesn't? That would explain how he was able to be the coach of Georgia for so long and be like relatively chill about
2: it. You spend that much time in Athens, you know. Yeah, I see it.
1: Um, Another thousand percenter
3: I think we can all agree on is Frank Solich. (laughs)
2: yeah for sure he's my plug actually
0: (laughs) I mean can't spell Ohio without go on go on do it knock it out go ahead hi it's the greeting but still you know what just let your mind just expand your mind around it let it
3: go no thank you
0: Yeah. I do wish that some extremely nerdy coach that you would never ever yeah, like I wish that like Lil Must Champ comes out and he's like, "Yeah, I've been on it the whole time." It keeps <laughs> it keeps me keeps me level, keeps me it chill, keeps me level.
1: <laughs> keeps me real mild. If, if I don't have it, I just let us go let's go a little crazy.
3: I mean, Must Champ.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: You're
3: not supposed to eat it. Yeah. <laughs> Must champ just shoved not edibles. Must champ just like folding a blunt into his mouth.
1: I like I'm like Popeye. <laughs>
2: Absent mindedly killing him like an entire platter while he's watching film. <laughs> <Counterpoint>, <laughs>
4: the
3: The converse of this question is almost as interesting as asking which uh, head coach has openly narked on recruits and will do so again. And the answer is Matt Luke. Oof. Yeah,
0: yeah that's an old miss thing. That's why he won't succeed at old miss, Matt Luke. <laughs> <laughs> he's the man for the job, is he? Is he? you think you're going to get that many elite athletes without one who is, you know, basically 30% THC? I don't think so. I say that as a Florida fan. I know from whence I speak. How you're about gonna have...
2: Herm Edwards' position on Mar- <laughs> oh, marijuana? Yo, on, ja- on jazz cigarettes? The,
3: the devil weed?
2: <laughs> the sun devil weed.
1: He, he definitely, <laughs> smells, he definitely <laughs> smells marijuana with an H. 100%. And pronounces
3: it, like, over-pronounces it.
0: But maybe there's assistants I saw a documentary
3: online. on this in the fifties.
0: <laughs> maybe like maybe some assistants have told him that they you know he should be like, No, 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 it's cool. And now he uses really incorrect terminology when trying to like sound down about it, right? Oh, no. Not just like like he doesn't have like weed. Like paranoid. not
3: what's up, fellow kids, but he's gone back to the thirties. Oh yeah. Like, jeez it, it's the feds.
0: Do you like jazz? Yeah. Uh, one more i'm just you know what this is an unrelated drop name drop i'm just gonna put it out there just to say his name because it's melodious and definitely doesn't have anything to do with what we're saying dana Holgerson. Ooh, no, no, no. No.
1: No. No. no 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 i, I like no. Actually, actually disagree with this yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah
2: man if gateway drug is a real thing dana breeze passed that like 35 years <laughs> <laughs> ago he
0: jumped he jumped the gate
3: no why would dana want to relax is my question yeah
0: Oh, that's a good question. He's yeah, he's more. Of a, I guess he is you know more. What demonstra- he, you know what
3: he switches to when he needs to chill? Diet Red Bull.
2: <laughs> it's a great come down.
3: Just to take the sugar, he just remove the sugar and he's fine.
1: As the person who's drugs least on this podcast, I just want to throw Diet out
2: Red Bull on the way to bed.
1: <laughs> I just want to throw out Spliff Kingsbury. You're welcome.
0: <laughs> uh, he, no, I mean that man. That man's in the gym too early it's not yeah it's not happening i know you're throwing no but he
1: i i guarantee he's buying like expensive nice weed that he's like yeah man it's just you know have an egg white omelet have a little bit you know have a smoothie and just like a little bit of what he's like don't worry about it man it's all organic yeah
2: like like the mountain distance runners who like run while high yes
1: yes 100 percent. it's a performance thing for him
2: (laughs) yeah other nerds. When, when, when you're watching your defense mm-hmm. get lit the fuck up, just just finding that that you know chill space, just knowing that like, hey, we're gonna get the ball back.
3: What coach would you most like to feed weed to for so that we can all live easier on this planet? Besides James Franklin.
2: <laughs> oh man. I don't. Oh man. I, I like, want James just the way he is. Maximum
0: James Franklin. Yeah. Dude, you know who I want. To do, you know what? Okay, this is an elaborate. Fair, I
3: excluded James Franklin because I don't think it would have any effect on right. Him. No,
0: there is nothing strong enough. And reader, listener, full caster, what I would like you to do at this moment is engage in a thought experiment with me. Go find the cover of "In Search of" by Nerd. Okay, what you will find is a picture of a man playing video games intently in a pair of slides on what is clearly a Stock Haverty's couch somebody looking for some shit behind it. It is my favorite album cover of all time because it hits me so deeply in so many places that I have lived and experienced. Now, what I want you to imagine is that if we got Lane Kiffin really high and we put him in exactly those clothes holding a PlayStation controller and took that picture. That's what I want you to imagine. Lane, <laughs> Kiffin, Lane Kiffin in the place of the dude on the cover of In Search Of by N.E.R.D. That's That's what I want. Am I saying that Lane Kiffin gets down? No. He does coach in Florida. But but no.
3: Nobody likes him enough to sell to him. Oh. And he tried to he tried to grow it, but he can't even keep like a violent. I mean,
2: alive. the shit, man. All his players have been kicked out of previous schools. I think he's got connects.
3: <laughs> no, no, that's no oh my god, that's why he's taking them all. Exactly. No, we just cracked you're absolutely right. Cause for a second I really was like, man, even his GAs have gotta like hit mute.
0: By the way, the person who's going to try to deport me and get me uh, denaturalized as a citizen for having weed, Scott Frost. Just kind of just look at him. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. Look at him. That man's just that man's just like a walking DHS dude.
3: DJ Durkin. DJ Durkin. I also do not like the look of
0: Nark
1: Spencer. What's the second? Looks like Mike Pence having been Uh, stung by a whole bunch of bees. That's most cool.
3: The
0: football second football part really is isn't going to get us too much off of this this sort of vein of topics. Uh, Steve Gherkin also wants to know I'm moving to Miami next month to start my post college life. What?
3: Well, just August go with it. Good, just go August with is it. a good time to make sure you like Miami.
0: True. This is fine. No, yeah. no. The, the rest of the sentence is, is even funnier, though, because yeah. uh, it says, after spending my whole life in Austin and New Orleans. You okay. 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 Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what? should i expect in this transition
3: steve go back dummy <laughs> to where pick one dig up <laughs> dig, dig
4: up
1: steve stupid. Wait, wait, wait 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 i think you're being far too un- if, if, if these are the three places that he's lived or will have lived he's doing fine
4: yeah like yeah
1: you fucked up because you didn't live somewhere shitty so you'll never appreciate places that aren't
0: My- why start now what makes you think he's not living in a shitty place uh, in a couple of months? I mean, Miami Miami has little islands where if you have a lot of money, it's real cool. And the rest of the time, you're basically just chasing like air conditioning. That's it. You're moving from air conditioning to heated, heated glass box on wheels. That's all of Miami. Like, man, I love going to the beach. Again, no one in Florida actually goes to the beach.
1: Also, I hope you didn't buy a house, dude.
0: Yeah, don't do that.
1: No. he's just out of college i find that highly unlikely
0: yeah he's gonna be in an apartment and that's good you don't really want to invest in don't buy assets no
1: dude don't you don't want to invest in real estate
0: yeah don't don't just ask nick statement. there are no assets in miami none it's an asset free economy and yet is incredibly wealthy solve the mystery no one else <laughs> solve it no one else has
1: the answer is pirate
0: gold. Pirate gold, so to speak.
3: What should I expect? 10 month swamp ass season.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: you you probably are uh, you probably Yeah, I mean, Austin and New Orleans, you have some experience with this, but I think you're probably not prepared for like Oh, it's Halloween and I have swamp ass. Oh, Thanksgiving swamp ass. Oh, look at the Christmas swamp ass I've got going Hashtag That's gonna be Hashtag Thanksgiving swamp sw- ass. <laughs> yeah, the months that do not
3: contain swamp ass, by the way, are not the months you might think.
1: Right.
0: Yeah. Additionally, right. you will know um, when moving to Miami when moving to Miami, you will encounter one public argument between two strangers you will not be able to look away from. Uh, over something occult-related or spiritual in the first three months you're living there. Yeah,
2: again, this, this
1: is New Orleans. He's fine. I think you need to be prepared for um, every crazy thing you saw in New Orleans to be happening in Miami, but in a car going 50 miles per <laughs> hour. So if you're like, oh man, I saw two guys pissing on each other on Bourbon Street. Correct. Now pretend they're standing up in a moving convertible. Going 50 miles per hour the wrong way down Just the street. Just change all That's the airboats Miami. to speedboats and you're good. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Problem solved. Uh, all right. I'm going to go with this question from dbix87 on Twitter. What is the dumbest 4th of July thing you have ever seen, or done, or heard about? I have one, but I can wait for you two to go first if you would like to.
0: I believe, I think Holly ha- has one.
1: Oh,
3: man. Oh, boy. Clearly.
0: (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, boy.
1: Um, boy.
3: Having just. It doesn't matter where we got it, but that would be the 4th of July when uh, in high school we collected enough black powder to blow up a life size paper mache cow.
0: Life size,
2: folks. Yeah.
0: Now, black powder just straight gunpowder
1: yes i i my first question is actually where did you get the paper mache cow? from the latest school production of into the woods where do you
3: <laughs> what we didn't we were not gonna go out of the trouble of making a life-size cow just to blow it up that would put be it idolatry. <laughs> I put it anyway, that was it. It was wonderful. The explosion okay. is very short when you're just using gunpowder, though. You got to dress sure. up with something that's going to produce some colors or sparkles. I would not go straight black powder again.
0: Yeah. When we when we mess with black powder, it just um, we loaded a pipe underneath the driveway, mm-hmm. which turned out to not be real smart. Uh oh yeah, with, no, you're gonna with black powder and some M80s, and uh that's how you crack the drain pipe.
3: <laughs> yeah, no. No, we've been practicing <laughs> on beanie babies all summer, like working up the yeah. So
0: that's good. Yeah. Um I mine is not one that I experienced, all right? The, the the drain pipe's the dumbest thing I've seen. It wasn't real spectacular, it was just stupid and costly, right? Put that on my headstone. It wasn't real spectacular, but it was stupid and costly. The thing that I to this day, is the funniest thing I can possibly imagine at a fireworks show on July Fourth or at any public event. All right, is the Great Big Bay Boom disaster of 2012 in San Diego? If I say those words, or is anyone familiar with what happened at the Big Bay Boom in 2012 in San Diego?
1: I am, but I want you to tell the story anyway.
0: Mm-hmm. The Big Bay Boom. It's where it's where San Diego goes on the fourth to you know to to like salute America. It is. 18 minutes of pyrotechnical glory. 18 minutes all out on these barges, right? All loaded up and set to go for a precious 18 minutes. And on July 4th, 2012, those 18 minutes of pyro went up in exactly 30 blazing seconds starting creating a second sun temporarily over
1: <laughs> and the video I believe the video of this has the crowd noise in it because it's from somebody watching it and they're all like whoa and then there's that moment of expectation where they it all sort of realize like oh that's what I, it just wasn't like a really badass start to the and show like,
2: out on the barge is like Thor standing there with his new hammer <laughs>
0: It was like, if you've you've ever seen 2010, the sequel to 2001, it's like when Europa turns into a star, all right? And the best part is, it starts, and it's pretty intense, and then it gets really bright. And everyone's kind of alarmed, like somebody just opened a portal. Like, you can think, you can look at the crowd and go, someone thinks they just ripped a hole in the galaxy, right? And after 30 seconds, it just dies. It's... That's it.
1: Um, my favorite is historical in nature i'm sure i i imagine you are both aware all everybody on this podcast rather is aware of the last words of founding father john adams
3: is that jefferson lives
1: it, it is jefferson okay. still survives uh john adams died on july 4th 1826 what he was 90 years queen. old on his deathbed, he his last words were "Thomas Jefferson still survives." The best part about this, he was actually wrong. Jefferson died five hours before he did, oh, so his God, last words were his everything. last words fake, fake were jealous. His last words were jealous and incorrect,
0: <laughs> and also he was second again, again. Uh, by the way, just one note from the realist oral history of the big bay boom debacle was this was when that thing this is one of the guys on the barge when that thing went off it scared the crap out of me it was the barge i was on was 45 feet wide it jumped six inches in the air when it went off (laughs) another guy who was another guy who was on the barge there were people on the barge all right This, guys, this was like every grand finale you've ever heard in the room with you. Absolute cacophony. Another dude. It reminded me of Vietnam.
3: (laughs) Hey, you remember the very popular podcast we did last year that was just lawn care accidents? you think people would listen to one that was just mishap fireworks.
0: I think that's a career.
3: (laughs) Yeah. That's a great point.
1: You've got your own show on Discovery now. Congratulations. (laughs) Bye forever um the other question from dbix why can't college football fans enjoy things anymore why does everything have to be all or nothing i'm talking about michigan but this applies to most of the power five is this do we think this is true do we think college football fans only like have to be there if their team isn't isn't first their last and we're all just miserable sons of bitches
2: otherwise i mean somewhat yeah like if you're not Clearly trending toward the playoff. It's time to think about firing your coach. That is a pretty standard thing across the country, right? I
1: think that's probably. I mean, it, unfor- it, go unfortunately, unfortunately go ahead, like true, yeah.
2: exclude Kansas and Rutgers
0: and all the teams that aren't actually Power Five.
1: Right. I
0: think it's money. Yeah. Right. Like it would have been easier to like. It would have been much easier to pardon. Uh, I will say Will Muschamp like McElwain was kind of a dullard, right? Like if he's just sort of not real likable or anything. Will Muschamp was just kind of Will Muschamp was you know like kind of a lunatic, but also kind of likable. And like if he was making like a hundred grand to coach the team, you'd go, I don't know, man. Will Will's just out there trying hard. He's not gonna unlock you. Dude. Win some, lose some. <laughs> yeah. you know, this is a this, <laughs> is, this is a real change on of home pace Spencer like you know, three or four or five yes. years ago.
2: The, the tune down. has changed.
0: Yeah, no no no. I mean if he was making like a hundred grand, but you pay these dudes millions, right? If they suck, then the mag the order of magnitude of complaint is going to be substantially larger relative to salary. It is. You'd be like, We paid you like this is true. You pay Jim McElwain like $3 million to get like 85 yards passing a game.
3: I'm kind of two minds about this because on one hand, I'm reminded of good friend and friend of the program, Jane Koston's, uh constant and necessary reminder that most of the world is not on Twitter and that this, uh, you know, even within such a relatively small community as college football fans, the segment that you see yelling on Twitter is in fact the minority and you hear most from the unhappiest fans because they are the loudest. Like with with any other topic. That said, I do think there's something to the money angle, but in a kind of different way. It's that the people staging these games, you know, whether it be through you know reducing student sections uh, or refusing to run a la carte cable options uh or not installing wi-fi in in stadiums the the people putting on these games you know from the athletic department uh to you know a lot of the media partners have no interest in the people who actually want to watch these games
1: i think all of that is right i think the only other factor at work here is that there have been enough specific examples of teams that Traditionally, we're not supposed to do anything. Who did do something? Oregon is the one that jumps to mind of a team that, like, went to, went from, yeah, they're fine, you know, they're nothing special to playing for two national championships. And that has this weird taste in everybody's mouth of, like, there is a secret path and you need to do the right thing. You know, you can get there. You can, Kansas, you can get back to being number two in the country. Michigan State, you can get back to the, like, everybody, I think, has this idea that they are there is a path by which your team, no matter how bad they are now, can eventually turn that corner. And to some extent, that is true, and to some extent, that is also folly that will make the present misery for you. I
2: think Oregon is a perfect example, because what happened to the coach who got to that second title game?
1: He's fine. He, he's well compensated and probably doing television. I have no idea what Mark yeah, Elfridge is doing which, right we, now?
2: which team is he quarterback's coach for right um, now?
0: I, I haven't
1: I, thought about Mark Elfridge in at least 18 months. I, that's, that's I believe
0: he was, was he with the Chicago
2: Bears? Yep, stamp it. That's where he is. Fuck. I, I don't know. The
1: fact that you know that is really
2: sick. Yeah, Spencer throwing out an NFL fact, it must be true. <laughs> it's
1: a Bears um, fact you, too. So well, nobody <laughs> knows anything about the Bears. Do you think there's anything
3: to. Sorry, Jason,
2: what? Well, I was just going to say, like, you know who's right about all this, and no one's going to like the fact that he's right? It's Nick Saban. He blames the playoff for this. And I think we can go back and blame the BCS for this because college football for 120, 30 years, if he didn't win the national title, well, so what? It's not real. You know, now that we have. As soon as we have a national title that only two or four teams can play for you are almost certainly not actually in it. So you better fire a coach. And before you could blame a lot of other people, like you could be undefeated
1: Auburn with Tommy Tuberville and you could be like, well, we got fucked. And everybody would be like, yeah, you did get fucked. So I guess the system is stupid. But now that's less true.
3: Do you think there's anything to, uh, Well, while we're talking about yelling mad, angry mobs, do you think there's anything to the top-down nature of national fandom in college football, by which I mean you were talking about basketball, you know, underdogs in March madness are universally beloved, you know, getting into, we all know where Florida Gulf coast university is and what their basketball court looks like for fuck's sake. And when a team that is not supposed to be there, capitalized each word, you know, climbs into within reach of the playoffs. There are those of us who, who cheer them on and nationally you get, Bigger team fans just stomping down on them as hard as we can. Why don't? Why aren't underdogs as beloved uh, in college football as they are in basketball? And is the insistence that only the teams that belong by by pedigree, by money, by history uh, in these big games make it there, making it less fun for everybody?
2: I mean, is it because there's so few spots to go around? Like in basketball, we're talking about sixty eight, so it's like, yeah, sure, throw the little guy. Sixty
3: eight, but do we get mad when George Mason's in the final four?
2: Yeah, they I mean basketball fans, like, it's funny I mean, I feel like basketball fans they love the first and second round upsets and they're like, All right, cut the shit. Like, all right, let's get Kansas, Kentucky, you know, like like they turn into football fans by the final right. four. They
1: they want North Dakota State to beat a big ten team once they don't want people to start saying well maybe we should rank north dakota state in the ap top 25 like that that is where it starts to bleed into bullshit
0: i do think one thing though as uh, one counterpoint to make to this that i would check the internet sort of magnifying people who are the biggest complainers the internet has made me a much more festive uh loser it really has, and I, I don't know whether that's just the gif, you know, like I don't know the whether that that's watching and laughing at teams that sort of embrace their pain, right? like, well, this year's gonna be a little rough, you know like, but the more I follow people online who are fans of bad teams and watch how much fun they can have with them, it, it's it I think it's a good example to follow. I don't think it's all fans who are necessarily constantly complaining about their teams and their mediocrity. I think that if you follow the right people, you can get an idea of, okay, man, shit's bad. Okay, cool. Like Washington State <laughs> fans? Washington State fans have been hilarious. Penn State fans, when they're not that great or when they're struggling, like when they have that loss, if you follow the right ones, it's they're hilarious, right? We love you, Peter Burks. Love you, Trev Law. I mean,
1: love not you.
2: to make it two straight weeks of pit praise. It's, it's actually oh. more like 100 straight weeks of pit praise. But like <laughs> – Pit fans have the shit down, weeks man. Of Pitt. Yeah, <laughs> ten yeah. years of pit. Like, like, this is Pitt Philly's fans, actual brand. It. Have one awesome game per year. <laughs> just that's it, man. And then you can remember it. You can remember it all year. Otherwise, just laugh at the other eleven. Iowa State has done this in some degrees as
1: yeah. well, and in, in with mixed success. I think to go back to Holly's point, though, I think the difference is that college basketball fans accept that have have come to this acceptance that the nature of their sport is such that things can just tilt one way and an underdog can score a big upset. And we all understand that that doesn't necessarily mean that that team is better, but college football fans by and large, not everybody, I think are still locked into this mentality that the team that wins has must've had better players and better coaches and a better scheme. And when underdogs win that, Compromises
2: that belief, like do
3: you feel like that down to think... sample size of a of a shorter season with yeah. fewer games? Yes,
2: yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Because like your college basketball champ, you can lose you know six games and still think like, oh, that's clearly the best team, right? Whereas in our sport, if you win two, you're trash unless you're two thousand seven
0: right. LSU. I do enjoy the comparison with the World Cup. If you go okay, small sample size, right? usually most of the same teams win but occasionally if things go sideways in a small sample size they can go super goddamn sideways right like hey croatia
1: yeah this is why jason's getting all kinds of angry british tweets this this week
2: well are you getting are you getting are you getting getting angry british croatia fan in the Abbey? and brother there are not a lot of croatia (laughs) accounts so i was getting for like two straight days i was getting croatia follows and tweets like let's do it boys (laughs) <laughs> and then like as soon as I, I'm I'm Scottish, so as soon as England was out, I changed it back to the Scottish flag Affy 'cause cuz like fuck them cuz like we're basically the Mississippi state to their old miss. And then yeah. it immediately swung the other way. I got English fans jumping at me like, "Oh, go do some heroin, you wanker.
3: A Scottish turncoat,
2: how unusual." <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jason, pick our next question set, please. From Chris Barnwall on Reddit. First, I'm excited for this one. What is the most amount of food you've ever eaten in one sitting? Hmm. I mm. um I don't know if I've told this one on here or not. <laughs> oh, no, no, speak on it. Speak I on know, it. I don't honestly remember exactly what all I ate. I just know it was a lot. 2011 title game, Bama LSU, all right? Um so uh, I ate a lot, man I ate a lot And after the game, you know, game ended Everyone hated it, everyone was bummed out Pretty bad mood, so I probably ate some more in anger Probably drank some <laughs> Season's over, let's drink It was unsatisfying, let's drink double um, Went to bed And I remember around 2am Started feeling like I had nails in my like the, the You know, where, where, the, where the small intestine Connects to the large intestine And um, so I'm in the bathroom Laying on the ground. I've thrown up like three or four times. It's still coming. Different colors, <laughs> textures, viscosities, all sorts of stuff. I'm seeing I'm seeing I'm seeing stuff I definitely did not eat. I'm seeing stuff my body created. <laughs> Talking green, black.
0: That, is, that animal's been extinct for thirty years. <laughs>
2: Brown. You puked up a
0: Tasmanian hound.
2: <laughs> I threw up Minnesota <laughs> national titles. Brother, that's old. Um, <laughs> and then, so like, yeah, you know, when you vomit, liquids coming out of you, liquids made of water, in my opinion. Your body needs water. Body's made of water. So I'm starting to hydrate, dehydrate. Um, my hands, I can see them curling in on themselves, and I'm like, wow, that's fucked up. You know, like, like I'm turning into yeah. a tree or something. Yeah. Um, like all my limbs are stiffening and curling up, like I'm like drying in the sun. And I remember I yell, like, cured, ah, I think I need to go to the fucking hospital. You know, like, I mean, you know, I'm I'm one of those, like, uh, I'm one of those, like, super stutter- stubborn dad types. It's like, no, 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 I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> so, like, for me for me to say I got to go to the hospital, like, Hands I'm literally about themselves. to
0: die. You're vomiting up uh, hammers and license plates. Right. Yeah.
2: yeah. Like, literally about to die. And I'm like, fine, I'll, I'll go to the hospital. Um, on the way there. Uh, The wife is driving because I cannot grasp the steering wheel. (laughs) Uh, She's driving and uh, going too fast. We get pulled over. And here's some white privilege for you. I tumble out of the car, crawl on the ground toward the cop, screaming, give me water. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine doing that while any other color other than, well, I wasn't white. I was light green at this point. Um, The cop gives me bottled water and tells me to leave. Again, this does not happen for any other people group on earth. Um, we make it to the hospital and I walk in and you, you know, you fucked up when you walk into the ER and everyone looks up like, Oh shit. Cause like (laughs) they see people walk in without arms, you know, like they see shit all day long when you walk in and you're like turquoise and they're like, um, uh, come right this way. We'll fill out your shit later. You know, you fucked up. Um, and like, so they plug some water into me and that was the greatest feeling I've ever had. (laughs) Like getting the IV, um, the IV of water. Uh and yeah, I threw up like thirty more times. Wife came in, was like, wow, it smells like people died in here. And I was like, you know, maybe they might have. Uh at some point in there I emailed Spencer and our shutdown fullback producer to say, like, you know, I don't know if I'm gonna make the recording mic <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll do my best. I remember I emailed Bill Connolly like, Hey, you can just, you know, your post, you can just put it up. I'm not gonna be able to edit it. I'm uh I'm dying. You know, I think I think Brian Floyd or whoever was like, uh maybe you just take the morning off, you know, just if you're dying, you could probably just take the morning off. Um, but yeah, that's probably most I've ever eaten. Wow! Do you know what it was? So it happened again, <coughs> <laughs> like two football seasons later, we were, we were in Pensacola. I want to say it was week like five or six. I remember Florida was really good at the time. Florida had a really, really good defense at the time. Like, they led the country in scoring defense or something. I don't know why I remember that specifically. Uh, It happened again, but at that point, I – that day, I know I ate an entire sub, an entire salad, um, several beers, Pensacola, um, probably several desserts, so on and so forth you
1: very hungry caterpillared yourself yeah
2: eventually they studied it and figured out like the thing that connects your intestines is too thin but i think at this point i've expanded it like i've I've just plowed through so much through there that it's like wide enough because it hasn't happened since then so that's cool body mods
1: god damn
2: Wow. Please
1: ask the second question. I just nobody. I, I want do, to hear. Do, want, uh, does anybody else have a I I want to anything? hear the most
2: Spencer's ever eaten in one sitting.
1: It, I mean, he's already can. He's already admitted that he ate an entire blooming onion. Come oh, on, here. you got to have something better <clears throat> than
0: that. I mean, that's good as hell. But the most I have ever eaten in a single sitting was with a guy who knew the chef at Underbelly in Houston. Oh God, <laughs> Houston, as you know is uh scout city um the humidity the lack of walking and the heavy meals from a wide spectrum of uh calorically dense ethnic foods will uh it'll firm you up and i went to underbelly which combines all of them in this kind of like fusion-y kind of thing and underbelly serves a little bit of everything done kind of you know like if you just put houston in a blender That's the idea behind the menu. And when you are with a guy who knows the chef, uh, it's a bad sign when he comes over and says, what do you want? And uh, he goes, hey, man, why don't you just keep bringing stuff? The chef, by the way, is a very large man who writes the menu at this place, which is, uh, yeah, it's in Houston. The point being, he came over with two bottles of wine and put them on the table, opened both of them, began pouring them. And then the onslaught began. And what I remember from the meal um, is this. I remember uh, that about three courses in, there were tamales stuffed with pork. There was a Vietnamese pork dish with noodles and little bao sort of like buns on the side. There was a heavy soup of some sort. I mean, that just kind of went down like a shooter. Don't really remember too much of that. It was delicious. There was uh, some tacos in there as well. There uh, there were basically eight courses, all right? Eight massive courses uh, and at the end of eight. Now, remember when they say things like, you know, a marathon is actually gets hard at mile 24, right? Because by this point on, I would probably had two bottles of wine by myself. In addition to, and that's where I'm really going to get you, Jason, is that like the alcohol consumption on my end, it's going to be way higher. Right. Um, the i would had probably two bottles of wine and eight courses and a loaf of bread. They don't bring you just bread. They bring you a loaf of bread. When you're like, oh, Yo, can we have some bread for the table? They bring you each a loaf served with like a heavy butter. And I ate it all, listener, all of it. Cause it was all so good but i was this, at, is, some,
1: this is some very henry v shit
0: <laughs> it, oh yeah no like like
1: i want to get gout in one night
0: yeah and this is, this is the Eos, monty python scene where the guy the explodes course? yeah hmm?
3: what was the
0: last course then? oh yes this is why i was talking about the the marathon starting at mile 24. um this is before <laughs> dessert though okay so like eight courses later uh we get the uh the guy comes over and he goes hey We got uh, we got a new concept restaurant across the the way, and uh, we're testing out um, Jesus. We're testing out you know what we serve there. We got some Um, unlicensed tacos, bro. Have you
1: have you seen the movie Seven?
0: (laughs) There was a carcass because what he brought out, and I watched him cook it swimming in butter off a cast iron skillet was an entire two pound porterhouse. Um. That was uh, that was racked, served with the bone in and up, and then cut out for us. So there's an entire like pound of steak, right, just sitting there waiting for you, like pound plus. Actually, I think it was like two and a half pounds total, and that was the ninth course. Was a butter fried massive porterhouse steak. I finished it because at that point I didn't even want to live. It was just right. like let's let's put this. Hey, right. listen! Don't pull this plane up. <laughs> Make sure it goes in <laughs> into the water, into the crevasse. <laughs> Sully, we're not landed on the river. You put <laughs> you put this thing nose down into the Hudson. Smash Fuck rain. geese! <laughs> like Ron White said, and I don't we'll want eat the geese. I don't want to walk away from this one, buddy. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then we had dessert. <laughs> and it was that kind of full where like you start crying just because of the pressure in your body right like you're just like you're like there's water coming out of my eyes it's not tears i'm just full being this
3: restaurant's out. closed now yeah. by the way which i feel means like we'll all live longer but that chef has opened up another one so it's not safe
0: it's is, over
2: is, is he moving closer and closer to spencer like, like <laughs> yeah oh i hope so but after i
0: after I ate that meal, my gravitational pull increased significantly. Like the next, Death
1: Star next, is now in range. Like the next the year, Death Star next is now in range.
2: He's like opening a joint in Mobile next year. He <laughs> shut down that closer restaurant and, and, and
3: like it, it, all the press about it said he like refined the concept. And I'm trying to imagine like how much more gullet stuffing it's going to be with a with a more efficient take <laughs> on what he was doing before. When they said refined,
1: did they mean rendered? I don't know, but
3: we went back back here in in November uh, for a Houston game, and we were there for lunch, and it was Houston, so we had had this insane breakfast. And we're like, okay, we're just going to get the charcuterie plate, and we're going to split it. And they said, yeah, okay, we'll bring that out. You want some pickles? Sure. Do you want bread? And we said, yes. And they bring that same fucking entire ass loaf of bread out and just, like, drop it on the table. Like no, but they just drop this loaf of bread onto the table. Like enjoy.
0: Yeah, it, yeah. Seven so,
1: sandwiches worth of bread.
0: Yeah, yeah. that's that's what At I lunch. ate. I got to be honest though, the porterhouse was really good. Like I was.
1: <laughs> it was what's wrong? With, what's wrong with you? It was, you, don't, you never learn. I
0: think it was that point in the meal that it correlates to when you're freezing to death and it gets warm and you're like Alaska's tropical. Like that was <laughs> it. Like my body had flipped circuits completely and was like, "This is delicious. Eat more of it."
1: So, basically, the long-running joke that you've drowned is true. It just was in meat, not and water. Butter. Mm. And butter. It's how he would have wanted to go.
0: Yeah. <laughs> honestly, like, and honestly, like, after there was a point, it did not last long. When I laid down, this changed. But when I got up from that meal, I felt like a god. Which god? I felt god? like which I could god? fight god. <laughs> yeah, which god? <laughs> which? All of them. Okay. Yeah. I <laughs> felt this is definitely uh, I mean, Dionysius, I got right? Some, I got some news for you, Poseidon. <laughs> I felt like one of those thousand armed Tibetan gods of the dead, right? <laughs> Fuck with me, yeah. <laughs> um, the
2: other the other question from Chris: What has been your favorite part of covering college football? Um, and like, real quick for me, man, it's simple. The sport is broken. My brain is broken. We're a perfect fit. I love it. Um, it, it it's 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 completely inexcusable. Uh, I have no real way of knowing whether, a whether whether I'm fully human at any point. You know, I I don't know how a human is supposed to be, and I know this is not how a sport's supposed to be. So yes, simpatico. And the other one is like seeing that yeah, everyone from every other part of the country is exactly as stupid as everyone from my part of the country. Like a sport this this tribal and regional, and you know just realizing that. All of these regions are exactly the same. That's been that's been the most beautiful thing.
1: I like that it is basically a kind of a a free pass to it's not bandwagon jumping per se, but you do get to move around a lot more than you probably would if you were just a fan. Like when Colorado was good, what was that, two seasons ago? When they were like all of a sudden like we're going to a bowl game and we might win ten games and all that like You could just be like, well, I'm going to pay a lot of attention to Colorado. And not only am I doing this because it's fun and interesting, it's a good thing for me to do as somebody who covers this sport. And the opportunity to do that and not just sort of say like, well, I'm a Florida fan, so I have to pay attention to all these Florida games. I mean, Spencer and I play up how frustrated we are with Florida probably more than is actually true. But one of the nice things about when it is true is – you have a mil there are so many options you can always find something more interesting either because it's really good or because it's really bad to go and find and i i think that is very different from how you it's definitely different from how i enjoyed college football when i was just somebody participating in it as a fan and not somebody ostensibly covering it or writing about it or whatever
0: hmm i i my favorite part is being surprised i never really get over that there's just it's a big it's a rigor it's not as rigorous a product as uh, a lot of other sports so you get a lot more random occurrences the talent levels are different you get more teams from more places and it's all very different even if you watch it on tv like if you throw out to the stands at a college game There's one or two people per game that are worth the price of admission just seeing randomly, right? And if it's a Tennessee game, there's like eight to ten because, (laughs) as we've discussed before, Tennessee is the most gifable fan base. I adore them for this. I love them for this. They are either the people most into the game or the least aware, i.e., the guy in the uh the guy in the old miss clip right <laughs> who's just sort of out of it right and then it he like it, old miss is beating the shit out of them and it pops up four turnovers right under his name like he has no expression on his face mm-hmm. and it just goes turnovers <laughs> boom four <laughs> so i love i love the random stuff like my favorite thing about actually covering a game is if you are there and you are still working or in the stadium just after the game the band usually plays a wind down song it's gorgeous That's a completely sincere statement it's a beautiful thing like they play some sort of wind down some of them play classical some of them play like like a really slow song and there's almost nobody left in the place that's that's gorgeous there you go that's my that's my NPR finish
1: it's good um Spencer, you want to pick the next pair?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's see. I am going to go with... Parsley Magnet on Reddit asks... What Power 5 team do you think about the least? <laughs> and why?
3: How can we answer this question?
0: Power 5? I think about the least. If you ask me honestly probably it's probably in the Northeast it's probably Yukon although I said th- you know I know no, actually I do you
2: know sure that right? I'm not a power five. I,
4: I
0: have Jesus some news about Christ. the Big East buddy no,
4: no, no. <laughs> <laughs> gonna,
2: all right, Ryan, however, first of all so first sure first think I think UConn a lot.
0: see that's how little I think about them
1: this is this is where we should note that we are not breaking Yukon to the
0: big twelve. <laughs> yes we are it's happening. I think up. first thing here, you have to take
2: NC State and Oregon State off the table because they are the most common answers to this question, right. and we spend so much time talking about how they are like the most perfectly mediocre programs that that is an identity. Like being forgettable is an identity, so it's got to be somebody besides them. Can't be Rutgers; they're uh, known for being horrible. Can't be Kansas; same.
1: Gonna say Wake. I was gonna say North Carolina. So
0: yeah, that's a good one. Like in the- <laughs>
2: It's definitely in the in north in the state. In hey, the state we said North, north Carolina's Carolina. good. You're welcome.
0: Yeah, uh, the the program the program actually the program I think about the least in the Power 5 is probably Indiana. Cause, That's
1: mm, th- yeah, I mean occasionally Indi- the problem is Indiana when you pay att- like either is someone you definitely are paying attention to, maybe not for good reasons, or they're just they don't ever hover in the middle. I know whatever the, I know
0: the team I pay attention to least in the SEC. Missouri.
1: It's Mizzou because I always
3: forget they're in
0: Yeah, it's Mizzou.
1: It's depressing that that's true.
3: I still think we should return them for store credit and pick up Virginia Tech.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That circuit city closed!
0: I think if we return Mizzou and try to get VT on store credit, we're going to need to throw some cash in on top of that.
1: Who would appreciate barter more than Blacksburg. (laughs) Tech Texas Tech is approaching this is is veering into this category for me where it's just sort of like yeah, yeah that i'm whole assuming Lubbock night I, magic is gone i assume i know what they are i assume i know what they'll do until they do something that like wildly surprises me in either direction i don't i i haven't felt like i have to sort of like oh what's going on there at this
2: point i i, I honestly feel like a pretty clear answer is illinois Oh, yeah. Like, yeah i mean they're as horrible a program over the past however many years as Kansas, Rutgers, whoever, but without the identity of being that horrible. But without the joke,
3: can you name an Illinois fact from the past three years that isn't a coach firing that happened at a weird time?
2: Like how many times over the last two or three years has you know has someone said, "Wait, Lovie Smith is there?" Yeah, like we don't even remember who their coach is. Wait, and still, he's, and
1: he's pretty famous. Yeah, he's still there. Uh-huh. Illinois is the best answer because I, none of us thought of it before you said exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that I just had to look itself. it up. Do
3: you know Illinois has been playing football since 1890 and they still
1: haven't gotten better at it? Listen, they're gonna, they're due. They're going to break through it, and that's not true. No. They're not.
2: Don't. No. Just give up. Yeah. Please.
0: The second question for uh, Parsley Magnet, and I got a real good answer for this one. How do you reconcile your love of college football with the scummy aspects of the game, the exploitation of free labor, injuries, etc.? You don't.
3: Same way you reckon like reconcile it with the scummy aspects of literally everything else in your life from going to target to
2: drinking clean water.
0: Yeah, you don't. You're I in the mean, middle of it. You're in it and of it.
2: The the wisest thing I've ever heard on this subject was from John Boyce who said, everything is bad. God. Mm. All right. um,
1: I'm going to ask the next one. Oh, this is a good one. Uh, This is from Scumdog0331 on Twitter. What is the dumbest, funniest college football game you've ever watched? I know I'm, I am confident I have an answer, but uh, Spencer and Jason, I'm going to let you go first. In person? Uh, No, 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 no. Because my answer is definitely not in person. Okay. And I and I can lead if you want because um,
0: yeah, lead, lead. This will this right. the ball. So,
1: so, so I gotta find the year to get it right here. Uh, it's a it's a, here we go. September twenty thirteen, Wazoo ten, USC seven. <laughs> this game this game kicked off. This was I think the Pac twelve after dark game if memory serves. Uh, a few a few important stats from this game uh Connor Halliday was the leading passer for the game he threw for 215 yards he threw no touchdowns uh, Cody Kessler was the leading passer for USC he threw for 41 yards he also threw no touchdowns um this was such a hilariously shitty game from a USC team that, was not very good, a wazoo team that was definitely worse and kept trying to let USC win the game, but but inexplicably they refused to. Um, just the I, I'm gonna try to find the the uh, possessions from the second half. okay, here we go. at the half at seven seven. here's what happens after that. USC here are the USC drives field goal missed, field goal missed, turnover on downs, punt interception. Here are the wazoo drives. Punt, 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 feel goal good, end of half. That's it. This was one of the stupidest, dick-trippiest games that I vividly remember us all early in the season when we still were, like, full of energy and vigor, getting on Twitter to be like, hey, turn on this crap-ass game, USC's about to totally fucking blow it at home, and they did. And they absolutely did.
0: Uh, the best game was when I was uh, in person for and in attendance Uh, it was and and it had actual stakes to it it was a like an okay like a pretty good Spurrier Florida team uh, facing an undefeated Florida State number two in the nation on November 23rd, 1997 Uh, that would be when Steve Spurrier first of all there was almost a fight before the game because this was when in a particularly fighty phase of florida florida state second this is where steve sparger actually alternated quarterbacks at the snap right like he, he kept like he would send one quarterback in and then he would have another one come out doug johnson and noah Brindise ran laps back and forth alternating between plays this is something that he did without being pilloried as an idiot because it worked it somehow worked all right um Floor state was up 17 6. Uh, Sebastian Janikowski uh, almost started another fight by doing the gator chomp uh, at the stands. Uh, if you're familiar with Sebastian Janikowski, remember, not suspended because, according to Bobby Bowden, for any of his infractions, he was playing by Warsaw rules diplomatic immunity. Diplomatic immunity that's that's a legal precedent in florida which is testable and has been held up in courts of law as long as you're a kicker from another part of the universe it's uh, completely okay for you to do anything you want also the winning touchdown was scored on a play where only one receiver really knows what's going on because steve Spurrier drew the play up that play before he drew it on the sidelines and said everybody know what you're doing and uh, they're like, no. And he's like, good, go run it. <laughs> <laughs> and Doug Johnson just heaved the ball downfield. Jack has green, caught it. And uh, they they scored TD, I believe, two plays later. Uh, and I was there in person and leapt into the arms of a gigantic man wearing a sleeveless Molly Hatchet shirt next to me. And he carried me like a baby.
1: I <laughs> I that I... I... I know you've been to a dumber game than that. And I know that your answer for that is the twenty twelve Florida Georgia game, but we don't have to talk about
0: it. Dumber.
2: I was dumber. by Spencer's side for that game. It was uh, it was pretty dumb. I was I felt like I had to bring balance to the universe, perfectly balanced as all things should be. Um, by rooting for Georgia and even by the end I had to admit, no, this is this is really stupid. I remember my favorite detail from that game, and Holly, I think you've talked about this before, is how there were birds in the end zone that were undisturbed for like oh like oh 90 God. minutes of real time, just birds Let walking me around the zone. tell you about this zone. bird
3: touched so They've laid eggs! <laughs> so I had no intention of going to this game. Uh, we were on our... Like, I had every intention of getting drunk on the beach with Spencer's wife and baby. Uh, and my editor at si at the time called me on the way down and was like hey we're gonna need you to go to the cocktail party it's like i'm i'm off today and he goes actually we're gonna need you to go to the cocktail party and i looked down at the fanciest outfit i'm wearing which is like a crop top hoodie and leggings and rhinestone flip-flops And that's exactly what I was wearing when I strolled into the press box the next day, which was alphabetical. And I was seated next to Tony Barnhart, like the dean of college football coverage, who actually really liked my rhinestone flip flops. Thank you, Tony, the God. But there's this pigeon or seagull or some kind of flying rat that lands at about the 20. And you could look you could look all the way down the press box if you because I was at the end of the row. Uh, having an A surname and see the actions the other end of the field and from about the 40 yard line towards me down, all the heads are turned towards this bird which is slowly hopping towards the end zone and gaining more positive yardage than any player had all night and people actually stood up and cheered. <laughs> uh, when the bird got into the red zone, and when the bird actually finally scored a touchdown, that bird scored more. And by the way, that's that's the biggest indictment. It's not like ha ha bird lobbed into the end zone. No, that bird was undisturbed. Yeah. for like twenty minutes, just there hanging was, out on the football field. There was a, football a live field.
2: football game happening, and the bird yeah. was just chilling.
3: And the bird, there were just birds like camped out and nesting in the red zone. On this end of the well, field.
0: Will Mustamp is a friend to our avian brethren.
3: We're back to this old hymn. All right.
0: They call me
2: Bambi! <laughs> Just protecting endangered species such as pigeons. I speak um, their language. It's, uh-huh. it's
3: probably a seagull.
2: <laughs> the first game that came to my head, which we've talked about before, was Baylor, Texas from a few years ago, and Baylor literally ran out of quarterbacks. <laughs> <laughs> Baylor literally ran out of quarterbacks. Um, they ran a single wing. Yeah, they did some single wing, wildcat, any type of bullshit they could come up with, and they were in position to win, and they just had a strong guy throw a hail mary. <laughs> that was the plan at the end. Just had a heaver. Uh, yeah, just like hey, uh, just Typical chuck the thing. Baptist.
1: It's like an RPG when you've massively mismanaged your inventory, <laughs> and you're like, I guess I'll throw a health pack at him. That might kill yeah, him. Wow.
2: Wow. <laughs> crack a potion over his head
3: yeah it was yeah it's
0: it's basically it was that scene in, in saving private ryan when he throws the helmet at the guy right like they just run out and he's just like here helmet That's all i've got just got a bunch of helmets
3: i think yeah i, I want to give a quick shout out to the three nothing sun bowl but I, I i can't let this moment pass without uh, shouting out Auburn, Mississippi, two thousand eight—the <laughs> game <laughs> that I, the game that I, uh, I love so much that I immediately turned around and made two music videos about <laughs> it, one set to "Live to Win" and one set to Dolly Parton's "Baby, I'm Burning," both of which are still on YouTube for some reason. Yeah, um, they're still
2: out there googling and that's well, that's that's like there's a large portion of the internet that knows. Uh, Auburn, Mississippi State 3 to 2 as the as baby I'm burning baby, game. Yeah, uh, baby it's I'm ten burning year anniversary of that game,
3: by the way. I'm going to this fucking game. Now.
2: If, it, uh, if
0: it's 3 2 again, oh my god. Yeah. So,
3: I'm, I'm gonna run through this real quick. As we all know, the score ended, uh, it was in Starkville, the score was 3 2. Um, uh, Auburn actually came into that game ranked number nine in the country in what (laughs) which a lot of people forget um I'm sorry Auburn came into the game two nothing having beaten UL Monroe and Southern Miss Mm. um and had with an offense that has scored a combined 61 points in those first two games by the way underrated part of this game watching Tommy Tuberville call it a true defensive game uh (laughs) and not what actually happened which is uh, Mississippi State getting 116 yards and six first downs, including 38 rushing yards on 30 carries. Um, Adam Carson missing a 38-yard field goal, uh, which kept Mississippi State from tying uh, the insurmountable lead that Auburn built on Wes Byron's 35-yard field goal. I'm reading Craig Stevenson's dispatch of the game, by the way, to refresh myself on AL.com. Uh Shut down. full cast, sponsor, al.com. Um, <laughs> there, was, there was a safety for holding in the end zone, so Mississippi State picks up a point. Um, Auburn fumbled the ball away on each of their next two possessions, but then Mississippi State, this is my favorite part, Auburn fumbles the ball away on each two possessions, but Mississippi State turns the ball over on downs on back-to-back possessions.
0: Can I- Auburn, Auburn was just that hurry-up. <laughs> hurry up before they before they were hurry up it was can so I, beautiful can i go yeah, a few notes on that 2008 sunbowl which i argue was played in amber
3: this yeah this all happened in the same year by the way the pit oregon state uh sunbowl which by the way pit oregon state sunbowl i want to think we can spot <laughs> where this went wrong
0: cursed image <laughs> Man, steak, like steaks steaks so cheap and low their hamburgers this like, wasn't yeah. even
3: and, and el paso didn't even participate in the badness of this game is what's so remarkable about it to me like this isn't the notre dame sun bowl where you had that one dude trying to rake snow <laughs> off the field with a rake or push or snow tables. off the field with when cafeteria, when tables cafeteria tables, turned tables I was. Yeah. el paso was a passive participant in this game like i can only i can only assume that the landscape was, was struck as dumb as the rest of us by what was happening on the field.
0: The, that, that Sun Bowl, <laughs> this is my favorite. It was 3-0. It was played with howling winds blowing over the stadium. Uh, Bill Stoll had 52 yards passing for Pitt. Uh, both of the both of the Rodgers brothers, if you're familiar with James and Jacquez, who were great for that 08 Oregon State team, They were both out with injuries. They had nothing. They had no one on the field all right, to play offense for Oregon State. And my favorite thing about that game is that this is from, there's two things. One, if you Google the game, one of the videos that pops up is somebody actually isolated the Oregon State field goal, which is the only points in the game. It's a YouTube (laughs) clip and it just says, Sun Bowl scoring. And it's just a field goal. Is it not
3: a highlight reel just, singular?
0: Yes, yeah, just it was just one. Two. I remember Vern Lundquist had to call this game with with Gary because it was CBS had at the time like the rights to every other major bowl game were out, but CBS always has the Sun Bowl, right? And Lundquist and Gary had to call it, and they were so over the game eight minutes into it. They were just like they knew they were like, oh man, we got a skunk. Like this is just. This is bad. This is, this is awful. This isn't going to go well.
3: And Vern, of course, will vamp with good cheer, and Gary absolutely <laughs> no, will no, not. No,
0: there was much chortling. Like the third quarter is just all chortling. <laughs> they weren't the only ones, though, because I remember like, like Mike Riley, who's again like capital the most nicest. The most nicest. He's the
3: nicest man in football. I say that he was lobotomized by this game.
0: Either way, at the end of this game, like. Mike Riley looks like he wants to die. He does. And when they kick the field goal to win, his fist pump is legitimately sarcastic. Like, yes, thank
3: God. Mike Riley Bronx cheered his own team in a bowl game. <laughs>
0: I think he just Bronx cheered life. He was just oh. like the nicest man in football. It was just like, fuck
3: this. Um, last thing on this pair of 2008 games, there is, if you would like, just straight footed for some fucking reason, uh, a video on YouTube entitled 2008 Auburn versus Mississippi State Highlights. Both of them.
1: (laughs) There, there there are two plays in this game. (laughs) I assume everyone's just too proud to file a copyright claim for the that I own that. Oh wait, I don't want people to know that up
3: there. And I, I'm pretty sure I ripped it from ESPN on like a trio. You can barely see what's happening, but the you know it's got a lot of heart.
1: Uh, the other question from Scumdog, what team do you think is best at identifying underrated talent and turning them to elite college football players? This answer is easy. Al Golden when he ran Miami, because, boy, he sure did turn a lot of underachieving college football players into uh, NFL talent. Nobody knows how it happened. Don't worry. Al Golden, he's good for you.
2: Are, are we talking he like you. he turned underrated like Duke players into elite college football players? <laughs> yeah, and, like, that's, that's what he he, did. he made Virginia look really good at college football and...
1: Well, what he, he had this alchemy-like power where he brought high-level talent into Miami, made them immediately underrated because of how Miami played, and then turned them back into NFL... It, like, he was kind of... You know how in any sci-fi movie... Uh, that's set in space there's that scene where uh all the astronauts get fro- like frozen into cryo sleep he was cryo sleep for high level high school recruits and their destination was the nfl
2: mm, i don't know if he was freezing people why is he so sweaty
1: well he's sweaty because he has to absorb all the heat from the sun that they pass
2: okay man this okay. is
3: funny but do you know who really does that and
2: nobody knows how they do that is fucking cow oh yeah yeah, Cal, go look up Cal's NFL draft the, the record maybe the maybe like astounded. the
3: most drafted player like maybe I'm trying to think of a better like Miami does this of course they have a ton of players on NFL rosters but the degree to which Cal can place players in the NFL while serving no benefit to Cal football
2: mm-hmm. none mm-hmm. which is really yes. I always thought it was a pitch which or
0: Cal which, yeah
3: that's sweet for them get to the NFL yeah. with fewer miles on you
2: like, like uh, a couple years ago somebody pointed this out this out recently that like I think it was 2015. They they had the number one pick at quarterback. They had five NFL wide receivers and
0: Yeah. Yeah, actually the uh the the other answer for this, by the way, um you know, Cranks out a ton of NFL draft picks like Utah? That's well, you, yeah.
3: Utah's got a lot of
1: sneaky big dudes in there.
0: Uh they do, but You know, I don't think you really think enough about how Stanford crank has like since since Harbaugh, right? But also continually under Shaw, they they really turn out a lot of talent. A lot of talent. Without really a whole I mean, Stanford gets good players, right? But you know, they're not getting like top ten players. That's not their deal. They're just they're real good at identifying talent, you know? Like their current recruiting class, their current recruiting class is like 39th, and they'll probably get a disproportionate number of draft picks out of that.
2: Holy well, shit. Like Stan- Stanford's had tricky because their recruiting class ranks low because they sign like nine players. Yeah. Like they'll 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 get some blue chips, especially quarterback and offensive line. Yeah. But I mean, I think I, I just want to imagine I wish we'd put a camera. Um, on, like, a Wisconsin fan listening us listening to us talk for three minutes about people who turn, like, walk-ons and two-stars <laughs> into NFL draft picks, and they're just like, why haven't they talked about us yet? <laughs> they're going to talk about us, right? This, this <laughs> like, yes, Wisconsin, you're the epitome of this. Our beautiful,
3: yes. sweet bowling ball boys uh, is incumbent upon me to inform you all that Illinois had 17 players on NFL rosters uh, opening weekend last year. Hmm. That is lovey, last time we
1: we'll Fuck, I had already forgotten about Illinois. Between I know, sorry, sorry. I, about I bumped him it until forward now. a
3: little bit. So that this concludes your final Illinois football thought. Oh, speaking of, of Illinois,
2: I was also going to point out uh, 2007 Illinois-Ohio State is the worst game. But then I thought of Baylor-Texas instead. The, again, just forgetting Illinois.
1: Do you know the other five schools that offered Andrew Luck out of high school? Uh, Who was not like a lowly rate. He was a four-star. It's not like he was some hey, complete diamond in the rough. Hey, I'm sorry. Yeah. We need to break we have breaking news
0: breaking news
3: i know i no i'm not this isn't a bit we have breaking news yeah, yeah. no
0: no no uh, yeah. this is not us this is uh from jonathan mays executive editor at restaurant business magazine uh reporting that uh he's verified y'all he's just not making this up uh john schnatter aka papa john he's out he has resigned
3: well now they're just gonna lose all the racists who were still buying their pizza
1: Who's gonna star in the commercials?
2: So, like, don't
3: go, Big Papa.
2: Are they gonna change the name? Ooh, because how the fuck do you like? Who? Hold on, hold who's on. I've the got Papa this. John. Got, if it's not I've, Papa John,
1: I've got this fixed. We need a somebody uh, associated with Kentucky and Louisville. We need somebody with a similar name, and we need somebody with a clean internet record. John Boys for Papa John. This is his new endeavor. I want him to be the face of this terrible pizza franchise.
0: Hey, buddy. John Boy's here. Oh, he also, by the way, resigned as a trustee at Louisville.
2: Yeah. That what was... for?
0: Well, no, he, yeah. f- Funny thing. Said...
1: Let's go back to the original part where Papa John was a trustee at Louisville. That's yeah. the part that we should really be talking so about. So there was like a
2: whole year of drama between Papa John and Louisville. Like, he... Uh, I think it was April of last year it was kind of this like under the radar story that he was like calling out the ad and all kind of stuff and like um sort of got kicked off the Athletic Association while his name remained on the side of the stadium and so forth and anyway his name's still on the side of the stadium
3: George Clooney's from Kentucky wait Billy Ray Cyrus is from Kentucky and so is Johnny Depp I think we solved this
2: hey you know what Papa John's from Indiana look it up
1: I should cover everyone's
2: it, this is all indiana's
0: fault
1: i feel like we're about to find out that like the burger king is on purdue's faculty
2: or something
0: <laughs> god that'd be great if he and pete were in the same room can you can you, can you imagine if like staring
2: <laughs> can you imagine if there was a major university that hired like a uh, uh, a fast food ceo and then like as soon as <laughs> as soon as that guy left that company's stock shot through the roof for the next decade while the athletic department tanked and they hired two straight bad coaches. Can you imagine if, like, uh. maybe like the biggest, most prestigious athletic department did this in real life? That'd be crazy.
3: Wait, wait, wait. Did they? Did they let him make a statement when he resigned? Because I want to see if it's got the N word in it.
2: Please yeah, don't but let him
0: make you, any statements.
2: I yeah, no, i I'm, I'm
3: looking. I want to see if they. For more information of. Okay, hang on.
0: I hope he burned out of the parking lot.
3: Do you think that car is his or do you think it's company property? The Camaro. There wow.
2: there there's there's lore. There's lore about this. He like sold it to pay for his first restaurant and then he tracked it down and bought it back or whatever. Like there's this whole legend
0: about it.
1: Once you take a black light to it, you definitely say it's his. You definitely say it's not. You don't want it. That's not garlic butter.
0: Well, remember the uh <laughs>
1: I mean, it is, to be clear.
0: <laughs> I'm all about better topping. At
3: least, he, you know what? He's finally proven that better ingredients don't actually make better pizza. So I guess in a way his mission is complete.
0: The one thing, the story I've heard that was, uh, again, when we asked for Papa John's stories, I believe it was that boy's good fed us this. It was that somebody in Louisville he knew was dating the daughter, like one of the Schnatter daughters. Whenever they went everywhere. The Schnatters. The The What what
1: the perfect what a perfect name for an off off-way Broadway production that nobody goes to. The Schnatter Daughter. Sh-
0: garlic butter too. <laughs> <laughs> but when he was dating when he when he was dating one of the like daughters, Papa John, they would go and do family things. And all Papa John did the entire time was just try to own him. Like the guy had to pay for his own stuff. Like Papa John wouldn't pay for it. And he'd be like he has a nice boat. You don't have a boat like this. And I really hope that guy is still dating that daughter, right? Because now he'll be like, you know, hey, you don't have a boat like this. And he's like, yeah, bitch, I got a job. What you got? Woo. Huh?
3: Wait, Woo. Papa John's NASDAQ code is P-Z-Z-A? <laughs> <laughs> Hot. There's no I pizza. <laughs> <laughs> and now there never will be. Wait, I just looked to see if he indeed had let loose any racial slurs uh, in his statement. And it just says for more information about the company, please, please visit PapaJohns.com. And that just takes you to their
1: pizza ordering website.
2: <laughs> it's a ploy. Oh, he's still got stock. That's what it is. New Fox News contributor, Papa John.
1: He Man, he if he just pulled this like five days earlier, he gets that SCOTUS spot. No question. We're not packing the court. We're
4: stuffing it.